0: lightning fast fantasy football podcast sponsored by the lockdown defense network is our weekly show that is dedicated to giving our fan base our educated opinions on the best fantasy football strategy in standard leagues PPR and dynasty leagues we are not guaranteeing you will win anything by our advice but if you do we want our cut enjoy the show my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to the lighties, Lightning Fast Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Divas, alongside the real Alex Givens. We are the most dominating, fastest, and most electrifying fantasy podcast in the airwaves today. We are bringing you live and direct news and views of the fantasy football podcast sports world today. And we are in week two of our uh, illustrious journey here. And uh, we had a yeah, we had a good week one. Alex and I, you know, traded us, uh, you know, back and forth about how our personal teams did, and I think our advice that we gave, you know, free, you know, panned out to a certain degree, some degrees, you know, week one is a is a fickle fickle bee, man. I tell you, so Done. Uh, certain it's over. Just, certain, <laughs> just, certain things just didn't work out the way we thought it might, but you know, we go, we gonna regroup, we going re, we gonna regroup, we are go gonna recoil, and we are gonna get things back right, and I uh, hope we can get you back on track. So, Alex, uh, you know, what would you say? you know, was the biggest takeaway from week one in fantasy world.
1: Yeah. uh, Biggest takeaway personally is uh, I know nothing. (laughs) No, you know, honestly, I I think it was kind of like we talked about a little earlier. Uh, You know, I think week one, you kind of can't use as a huge measuring stick uh, for the success of your lineup. And, you know, the guys you drafted, Um you know, we kind of, t- it's like the, the fourth preseason game. And I think that's kind of evident by, you look at this overall scores, there wasn't really a whole lot of high scoring, you know, offensive games out there outside of like two or three. Um, so, you know, biggest week one takeaway, our thought is, uh, you know, little Joel Embiid here, trust the process, <laughs> you know, let's not, get- don't panic, you know, like, uh, just trust your lineup. Trust the guys that you picked, and let's just let it ride into week two.
0: Right, 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 right. And that flows right into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we want to start off by the yeah. our, our weekly segment. We're going to call the advice corner. So when we uh had things go a certain direction in, in in week to week, we're going to give you uh, some uh, sound advice about how to react and you know don't overreact to week one. We're going to talk about top performers who were the top shotters of the week. With the underachievers and the overhyped? And uh we're gonna talk about the week two matchups where we feel like our the most you know lucrative matchups are and uh in week two, and then we'll get into our biggest flex options and waiver wire moves, and then we'll take questions by the chat if anybody has any. So uh let's jump right into it. So um, you know, if you had to, I guess you could say surmise, you know, from week one, you know, what was the advice you would give anybody that you know maybe took a loss or the we week didn't go as expected? Yeah. What, what what advice would you give them, you know, when it comes down to uh, week one um, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, kind of like I was just saying, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a weird week one in terms of, um, you know, not, not only an offensive perspective, but fantasy scoring. Uh, I mean, a mm. lot of guys that are considered elite players in terms of fantasy football. Um did not provide anything close to elite numbers uh in terms of what you got out of them. So that's kind of why, you know, my my overarching thing here is like let's just relax, trust the process. I mean, myself, I gotta tell myself this, you know, because right. I I went three and three and four. So, you know, a little below five hundred in week one for me. Um, but you know, I had I one league heavily invested in uh Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Um both of which uh, I think gave me a combined like four points so you yeah. know uh yeah. things like that just perform. there was a lot of performances like that I'd say across all position groups uh, in terms of who's usually at the top echelon of scoring um that gave you nowhere close to that so you know I I suspect a lot of fantasy players uh in, in our viewing here uh, are in a similar boat and are ready to blow it all up for Puka or our corinne <laughs> williams or you know it's some well, other hot, yeah. hot uh hot prospect on the waiver wire and i'm here to say you know let's let's simmer down um yeah trust the guys that you you put faith in in the draft and you know give it give it a few weeks to let things materialize and let these offenses kind of uh mesh and you know let the numbers start flying
0: yeah You know, I I think it's way too soon to overreact to anything. I agree. I think that you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I understand. You know, it's it's very easy to get caught up in the hype. Uh, You see a guy, you know, putting up astronomical numbers in week one, which you know, in all honesty, could be an anomaly. You know, you could see a guy that you might uh, cover highly in the waiver wire. You want to jump on him right now, but again, you know, you got to look at his matchups. You got to look who he's playing going forward, what division he's in. You know, we yeah. we're having one hot week and then the rest of the sixteen games being porous. It's not a good, not a good investment. Not a good yeah. investment. So I definitely think Those, drafted well. You know, you feel like that you have a guy. You know, have guys that are going to, uh, you know, be good for the long run. You know, stick to it. Don't overreact. You know, it's just one loss. I mean, again, I mean, traditionally, one loss, you know, early on, is not going to ultimately affect you. That's uh, you right. know, in 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 week one, and they're not going to ultimately affect you getting <laughs> the playoffs. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, I very rarely see people go undefeated in fantasy. So you know, again, you know, it's, it's nice it's, when it happens, flows, yeah. And as Evan flows, <laughs> of what happens in in, in fantasy football streets? So you have to look at it from that perspective. You know, again, you know, if you had some fringe guys or some guys that you kind of took in the late rounds, kind of took flyers on, they may have gotten hurt. You know, like me, for instance, I got J.K. Dobbins, so I had to had to pivot off him. You know, Dumb. but you know, but if you don't have those scenarios, no situations, don't overreact. Don't you know? Don't jump the gun. You know, I wouldn't expect George Pickens to crap to bed but he did, you know, but he, again, that, that Niner's defense was ferocious. So, you know, you kind of got to hedge your bet in certain, in certain aspects. Like you said, trust the process, you know, week two will definitely look differently and starts differently from week one, in my opinion. I think things are definitely different and we'll get into that. But yeah, overall, I think we both saying the same thing that we both feel like it's not a, a, a a overarching theme to say that your team is going to underperform all year based upon one week. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I mean, Uh, like I said, I've, I really feel like uh, I'd like someone, or maybe myself, my own free time, go kind of look at, um, well, I guess there's only, what, two-, three-year sample size of the shortened preseason. Yeah. But I'd be curious to see kind of what week one scores look like, you know, since that's happened versus Across week the board. Two, and I yeah. bet you see a, a whole lot booming, more booming production, you know, going into week two. And another thing, too, is like a lot of the top, you know, top, round picks uh, in terms of um qb well like burrow right or josh mm-hmm. jacobs or barkley like some of the, a lot of these guys were like in contract disputes are not really in the thick of camp so it's like you don't even know like burrow didn't do anything all camp He heard his calf so
0: yeah, that's two years just, straight and, and they um, went oh and two last year and they oh one this year based on one so, fact that he had no preseason.
1: Yeah I mean what he had like five picks in week one last year you know so yeah something crazy yeah <laughs> it's like it's almost like he likes to have one embarrassing outing, and he just I'm just gonna get out the way, yeah. yeah,
0: just get it out the way, just you know, yeah. So hopefully that's the case because I got him in my my fantasy leagues. I get I got him as my quarterback. Right. The one league I oh, did dude. lose, yeah, the one league I did lose, that was he was the quarterback. So and only lost by five, ironically, because if he had to give me anything worthwhile, I would have won. So hopefully he writes the ship this week. You know, I got another tough matchup this week, but. Hopefully he can get back on 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 track and start to get move the ball down the field and get the the balls to chasing and Higgins and those guys. But um, Irvin Smith too because mm-hmm. he's my tight end, so I need Irvin Smith yeah. to to get off the get off the snide. <laughs> and so, hey, he, yeah. he he did okay for what
1: was a yeah. uh, bad outing for him. So I mean, yeah. if,
0: you know, I guess you can I guess you can call it that. I mean, nobody did well. Period in that game for them. But, but, um, yeah, I mean, but, I hate um,
1: to talk about just that game, but it's it's kind of ironic though when you look at like. There's so many Bengals players that go high in the in fantasy drafts, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like none of them did anything. So. Um,
0: nobody had a good game. <laughs> I mean, no. when Burrow has 82 yards passing, you already know. You already know what the situation hey, is. So, when yeah. Miles
1: Garrett's out there running an
0: ISO crossover and just blows up the middle of the line, like you just you know, you it's already know day. what type of day it is. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was unreal. Yeah, he got to meet Hezzy. I give him that. You got to meet Hezzy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah no, no still, more
1: hoops at la fitness so he's just doing it on the line of scrimmage
0: now there you go practicing his moves <laughs> practicing his moves but yeah but you know overall I think you know it's 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 not uh it's not time to blow it up and, and, and sell a farm yet so I would just definitely you know relax you know take yeah. a breath and be in and, and don't sell your top end guys don't trade your top end guys you know um you know even if you got yeah. certain jets on the on your team you know we gotta I will wait and see on that as well you know because being Aaron is hurt I would say I wouldn't sell Garrett Wilson and those guys just yet, especially Brees Hall. Brees Hall looked like a a monster. I wouldn't move him at all, you know. No. So I would definitely kind of uh, wait and see what that office is going to look like before I decide to move forward. But again, don't overreact to week one. is just one week. That's basically yeah. what I would
1: say. Just settle. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest advice you can give, though. I mean, is it myself included? Looking at some of my lineups and the amount of points, I was like, what the hell? I got it.
0: Yeah, exactly, we gotta
1: fix this <laughs> right. And I was That's like, true. you know, well, I'm d- burning the midnight oil last night, looking at waiver wires and projecting you know, how much budget I need to spend. And I'm like, hey, you know, I don't need to do this, right? Let's just settle
0: down. Yeah, 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 there's no react now. Yeah, you long know. season, long season. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about top performance for the week. You know, we're not saying we call the top shot us. The guys that before did, did have great weeks and they did, you know, uh, get you uh, some victories. And hopefully if they're on your team if you play them. You know, some guys had a, had a couple of guys on the bench that they figured weren't going to do much and they shined. But overall, you know, it was a pretty interesting week. Um, you know, to starting off with uh, the quarterbacks, Tua to Uh he put up an average of yeah. about 33 points. Uh, much Went of the dismay ahead. of my charges, but we you know we're not going to get into that. I've had two rants already about it. I'm going to chill. Uh, <laughs> so uh and ironically enough mac jones who probably was sitting on people's bench this week you know as a backup he had 25 points jordan yeah. love came through with 23 points that was a shocker i'm sure he was a backup for most people uh aaron <laughs> jones came through in the same game with 24 average of 24.7 christian McCaffrey 22.9 tyler Algier, not be john Robinson, but tyler Algier came through with 21.4 yeah. uh tyreek hill t- you know to the to the hand of two of the tongue of aloha Thirty-three points he average as well. Brandon Ayuk came through with twenty-four. Uh, Jacoby Myers twenty. Uh, Hunter Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst eleven and ten respectively. And yeah, uh, the, the Cowboys' defense, much to my Unreal. chagrin, came <laughs> yeah. through for me and carried me through <laughs> yeah. to a victory, uh, averaging thirty-seven points uh, this past week, along with the Giants. Lo- and it's not the Giants, but the Jets. Excuse me. To the uh, based upon uh, the arm of Josh Allen. In large part, they came through with 20 points as, as the runner up to best defense of the week. So yeah, those are guys been...
1: defensive outings, So you're um, right, it's
0: unreal. Indeed, indeed, yeah. DZ, what's up? I, I, I had a guy play play. Uh, he had Brandon Ayuk and Debo. And he played Debo, didn't play Ayuk. <laughs> I had
1: Ayuk, and, and I have him in one league, and I was pleasantly surprised with that production.
0: Yes, so. indeed. <laughs> yes indeed so yeah so those are those are those are your main guys that produced this week so uh i would yeah. say you know the the mac jones the jordan love and the algiers production was definitely uh uh i guess you can say uh unsuspected Un- you know unexpected and That's, uh
1: absolutely and Tua, honestly i mean Tua, yeah. like i yeah. mean he put up numbers last year he i mean there was a solid four five game stretch where he was a must start guy um which yeah. i mean so, you know, he had that potential, but I did not expect him to do what they did. I did gone. not either. Um, you know, me being a I especially
0: didn't think, especially how we shut him down last year. Did it, it, yeah, yeah, again, you know, again, I'm not going to go on another rant. I've already had to.
1: No, yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't mean, trying to open the door for it. I'm just saying, you know, two Tua, is yeah. definitely one. And, and I think, too, with the, he kind of is an interesting one because, uh, well, really, two and Mac Jones, um uh, out of the, but I'd say out of the two, two has definitely got more potential to sustain the production. Um, but, I mean, I think both those guys are, um, depending on your league size, you know, are uh, potential waiver wire pickups, I mean, which has already occurred. But right. um, were, those are were definitely, Ed Jordan Love, really the top three, it was interesting, are three guys that uh, you were more likely to find uh, in free agency than that you were were. on a roster.
0: So. Mm, that you were. Um. So yeah, because I I think a couple of my ladies, Jacoby Myers didn't even get drafted, and so yeah, I had him in one.
1: I picked yeah. him up in one just to see. And then I was uh-huh. like, damn, I didn't play him, obviously. Right. <laughs> but right. I was like, well, yeah. I'm just gonna see what happens. I'm wasting my last draft pick on this fool.
0: Right. And I had uh, I had Mooney. Mo- Mooney did pretty well. I had Darnell Mooney sitting on my bench. Luckily, I didn't need him. But yeah, I had him yeah. sit on my bench too. So he's another guy. They're definitely. Yeah.
1: Those those are definitely, uh, and I'd say too the tight end one. Like it's kind of when you look at it, it's kind of skewed because like Kelsey didn't play, Mark Andrews didn't play. True. Hawkinson, Kittle didn't do
0: anything. Kittle did that. Yeah.
1: Uh, like, so, I mean, a lot of you, like when that type of hat, when that happens, you got to suspect that some, some random dude's going to come out and I mean, 10 points is really not that much <laughs> from, what, no. from what you typically see out of a tight end that you invested in early. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think that's, we won't, I don't know if we'll see either of those two sniffing that again. Yeah. Assuming you know, Kelsey Andrews, Kittle all kind of come to form.
0: Agreed. Agreed. But I will say this: I, I was high on a Dallas defense and I drafted him in two of my three leagues. I'm mad I didn't draft him in the third. Because I yeah. think that, leg, that defense is definitely legit. And that's highly sustainable. So uh if you if you happen to have the Cowboys defense. Hold Deering yeah. tight and close to that defense. You just ride that way, baby. Ride, ride that way. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Meanwhile,
1: I invested in the commanders, and they... Uh, they, they gave up, what, 20 I mean, didn't do, points? didn't do terrible, but didn't do... I was expecting a think. three-
0: to six-point game from them, and they didn't need to give me that, yeah. so... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. what the
1: Cowboys got here is kind of how I picture... How dominant the Cowboys looked against the Giants is how I imagine the commanders are any... Semi-decent defense would look against Arizona's offense, but I was proved wrong in week one. So. Right,
0: right, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, so look out for that. I definitely hold firm in the Dallas Cowboys being legit. So hold firm to that. And a little sleeper mm-hmm. tip, too. I think Cleveland's defense is going to be there, too. I think Cleveland's yeah, defense is going to be that's there. too. So, yeah, i
1: swapped for this week, baby.
0: There you go. Yeah, so Cleveland's <laughs> defense is available. Go out and get them. That's my advice. Yep. So let's talk about the overhyped <laughs> and the people that made you regret everything this week. Yeah. Let's talk about them like as well.
1: Already some,
0: yeah. <laughs> can't can't leave them out. Of course, we talk about Oof. Joe Burrow. 3.2 3. points average. Lamar Jackson had 7.6. Josh Allen with his four it, turnovers, minus eight points in anybody's league most likely because most, most people do two points minus for turnovers. He was twelve. Najee Harris yeah. came in through with a with an underwhelming 3.3. Saquon Fresh. Barkley with a 6.3. And that damn DeAndre Swift had 0. 0.3. Ah. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. I mean, like, to, yeah, right. To the of, uh, yeah. To the point of Jamar Chase, you know, being affected by, by Joe Burrow, he had 4.1. Kadarius Tony didn't have any at all. It's 0.0. Deontay yeah. Johnson, before he got hurt, he had 4.8. George Kittle, who we talked about a few minutes ago, wasn't a productive. He more T.J. Hogginson, 1.9 and 3.5, respectively. And the Seattle Seahawks defense, giving up an astronomical amount of points to the Rams, gave up Mm -hmm. one. And and the Vikings gave up two uh, to the Buccaneers of of all people. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Definitely the uh, overhyped. Because I know Seattle, I mean, going from bottom up here, I mean, you would have thought Minnesota would be – I mean, respectable defensive unit and Baker's prone to turn the ball over. You would have thought that would have been a solid outing, but at least not in week one, same with Seattle. I mean, Seattle was another one I was targeting and streaming. Both of those, both of my streamer targets just really did me dirty. Um, yeah, it
0: really, it really it didn't, it didn't even buy did it yeah. first. Yeah,
1: But I mean, I also look at this list though. It's it, kind of like I said, we we're talking about week one advice. I mean, a lot of these guys um, outside of like maybe three of them, you're definitely going to see
0: on our top, top shot list at some point. I, I mean, would argue so. that this list should be flipped. No, by normal standards, the list should be flipped. The underachievers should be the top shot and the overhyped should be the ones that right. they, they overperformed this week. So yeah. that's how crazy week one was, mm-hmm. you know, even in my I pickup league, I was I, I was I was in I was minus five hundred. So I know the week was bad. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. I
1: mean, Jamar Chase putting up four points, but then also T Higgins falling that up with a goose egg is. <laughs> right. I mean, proof enough of just yeah, like, what an yeah, anomaly was, was putting... for some of these players. You know, uh,
0: yeah, totally agree, totally agree. So yeah, we have to uh, again to, to our points. You know, before you have to honestly and truly, you know, hedge your bet and don't don't overreact. You know, if you got injuries and and things of that nature, guys, you kind of took flyers on your one show on, and you can get a a Nakua or, or Kyron Williams or you know people that that performed swimmingly this week, and it could be a sustainable model. Then yeah, you make those changes, but don't sell off your good players just yet, because I don't think it's going to be a a, a, no. a trend for them to be underwhelming, in my opinion. And I
1: mean, uh, yeah, and a lot of these guys outside of Naji and Swift and. Tony Johnson. I mean, those are guys that don't ever see your bitch unless it's their bye. So correct. You know, like correct. let's just ride it. Yeah,
0: stay, yes, yes. Let's let's just you. be let's be stay let's course. be calm. Let's be calm. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So let's talk about week two. Let's get into it. Um we got a game tomorrow night, Minnesota oh, no. at, at Philly. That's gonna be a good one. Um, so, you know, looking at the schedule and actually we have two Monday night games this week, so that'll be interesting as well. So keep that in mind when you're doing your my lineups and making your moves over the weekend. Um, but what games on this docket, you know, really stick out to you is like fantasy gold. Like, what would you say that, you know, if this game is going to be a lot of fantasy points drummed up into in any of these matchups? Yeah, I, I, I will start by
1: prefacing, uh, look at it, this slate of games versus, uh, last week. Like, there wasn't a whole lot. Last week, there was, like, three or four that really you're like, yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I look at these, and you're like, hey, these are all, like, tough matchups compared. I mean, looking at, like, the, you know, how they performed in week one, are the defense they're going against. Uh, so, I mean, on uh, this week, I feel like there's not as many surefire fantasy, you know, fantasy gold mines. Like, last week, we said Chargers-Dolphins for sure. Going to light up the board fantasy points, and it absolutely did. It did, Um, you know. And I think Chiefs Lions was was up there a decent amount in terms of fantasy points, but wasn't certainly the outing that we thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, looking at these two, or looking at these games, I mean, the two I'd say that got the most potential um, is I I I would have to go Green Bay Atlanta just because I liked what I saw to love.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, That's also. Barring what, if Aaron Jones is back, but uh, I know he's dealing with the hammy thing right now. Right. Um, so, uh, but either way, I mean, it, Atlanta, like, okay. Look at defense against uh, a rookie QB uh, loves, I mean, somewhat a rookie guy, but he's at least been in that system for a few years and you got Watson back. So I think that's, uh, you know, I think you see them kind of propound on the success from week one and put up a lot of points. Uh against was a pretty suspect unit and a run heavy team. So you know mm. i'd I'd imagine uh, there's a lot of a lot of points to be had in that one, at least from the Green Bay perspective. Uh, then the other one, and this is mainly because one of my recommendations of this week is to absolutely avoid uh, either Casey or Jacksonville's defense. That's just because those are both good-ass offenses, and right, uh, right. you know, right. I, I and again, not trying to be the Homer KC fan, but I mean, that's just the way that's just the way it plays out, especially if Kelsey's back, mm. uh, but I mean, Lawrence and Ridley and ETN mm. all look like fantasy studs week one.
0: Mm.
1: Um, if Kelsey's back, I, you are obviously going to see a, a larger production from Mahomes. homes. Uh, you're going to get at least 12 points from Kelsey. Um, but I think bringing him into the fold opens up the passing game and other avenues for other players. And I think you just see more, uh, more movement and production overall. I mean, in, in that game. So those are probably my two that I think from an <clears throat> offensive standpoint are going to bring the most, uh, you know, potential for points. So if you got any of those players, those are definitely guys that, um, i look at that matchup a bit further. Defensive side of the ball, I mean, the biggest obvious one here and just sticking out at you is Dallas versus New York. I mean yeah. Zach Wilson. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Dallas is just gonna finish <laughs> their sweep of uh of the uh, big apple. And yep. Yeah, I I do not see I, I see them putting up uh, you know, not not 40 points, or whatever it was, but uh, you know, a,
0: a good amount. Right yeah dj you took my you took my thunder man i I was going to say the same thing i really feel like that game now i'm not i'm not going to you know sell my sell my uh sell anybody on kirk cousins i'm not going to try to do that i'm not going to try to do that at all but i will say that yeah again i'm not selling i'm not selling anybody on 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 minnesota but the the phillies offense i think that's prime time i think I think Hurst yeah. should have a good game. I think AJ Brown and I think DeAndre Swift's gonna get off the bench and and actually produce something this week, especially with Gainwell being hurt. So I do He's believe out, that yeah. Philly's offense is one that, that you should look at. If you have any starters from a Philly perspective, I would definitely would put them in the game thinking they're gonna produce pretty well. Um, you know, I think that you know, to your point, I do like the Green Bay matchup. Um, you know, I think Atlanta has a sneaky good defense. Uh, but I think I think but yeah. Green Bay's defense is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that offense will does look good, and I think they're highly uh skilled from a coaching perspective. I think they're really well coached. So yeah. I think that um, I think Green Bay is going to put up some points. I do like that. Um, you know, which again, you you might trade getting Watson back for Jones not being there, but I think you know Dylan. Can, I think Dylan will be alright carrying the load for one week. Um, yeah. but uh, but I yeah, I, I,
1: yeah, I, I lose, yeah yeah, I, I, get, it. Really I, me, I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah, I definitely get it. So yeah, I definitely look at that uh game as being a good offensive productive game as well. Um yeah, but uh, I also like um honestly and truly, you know, if you look at it, that uh I think that San Francisco will put up some points if if you had yeah. to if you had to look at it. I think that that trend of Ayuk and in and in in, in in Chris McCaffrey's uh production should continue in uh, LA this week. I do like that matchup. Um and hell i mean Dallas is running game of nothing else i mean if you got Tony Pollard or or Enrico Dowdle or Deuce Vaughn they they should they should they should do pretty well i mean cuz again they they likely to go to possess the ball a lot with that defense hounding people so uh yeah i definitely like that um you know it's, yeah. like, it's interesting too to see with uh you know if Mac Jones can reproduce what he did week 1 at home you know cuz again Bills going to keep you in the game with his defense that's 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 that's, that's the truth He's gonna keep yeah. in the game with his defense now. Just but a question. They definitely you
1: know, revived revitalize the offense too. Yeah, with
0: Bill um, O'Brien calling the plays. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. So I, I, I think that a, if you had a deeper league, I would I would look at the, picking up some Patriots. You know, that Hunter Henry, uh, you know, a receiver too, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, right. Berserk, <laughs> exactly. But I saw I saw a
1: tweet said Mac Jones last year. I might be misquoting a little bit, but it said he didn't throw his third touchdown pass until like week six or seven. Uh, oh wow! Last year, and, really, and it, he threw his third <laughs> with like a minute something left <laughs> the fourth quarter of week one this year. So, oh, that's, I mean, crazy. that's crazy. Hopefully, that's a sign of better things to come. Yes, um, let's, let's hope that is. You, you know, and if you're in a position of hurt with Rodgers or or you know you're looking for a QB, that, that might be one to put your eggs it, in the basket on.
0: It might, it might. So yeah, um, and I'm actually looking at New Orleans too against Carolina. Um dead offense, I think their running back they get yeah. Kenjay Miller back this week. I think he's a he's a he's a sneaky sleeper option. Um of course Derek Carr and uh Nakir Rashid Shahid. I think he's gonna be good um with yeah. his speed on the outside. So, you know, because him having Thomas and, and Olave there, he's gonna be the third option. And you know, again, you know, black people well, are you saw,
1: yeah, you saw the clip they went to him, like to yeah. Derek Carr. He's like Let's to give Derek go. Was,
0: he told <laughs> him to run. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't stop with the little uh,
1: with the little feature from Jameis just saying, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah do that. right. 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 But to add a little bit, I'm so I've always never been huge on the Thursday night games, uh, just because I think those are routinely low scoring affairs with mm-hmm. the short weeks. And you don't just you don't see a lot of production. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't blessed enough to have Jefferson Jefferson this year, but I'm not going to sit him just because it's Thursday night. True. But uh, to kind of add to the potential, at least with. Uh, Jefferson, but you know, as dZ's talking about and a guy that um I think certainly performed better uh, than than thought um addison uh Bradbury is not going to be playing in that game so oh, um, that kind of okay. lightens up the secondary a little bit as well that it does uh, um, so I mean, you know you know jet's gonna get his to some degree, but uh, Addison, I mean, are just that Met or that Minnesota passing attack, which really the only two options are those two guys um, might be, uh, you know, might be right for the picking if, if their secondary is a little depleted.
0: True. True indeed. You got to still got to get same with that pass rush, but I think the, they're older guys I banged up too. I think, I think, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, that, Cox, um, Cox and, well, uh, and, they got um, Carter, so. well, yeah, him and Jordan Davis. I mean, those two babies in the middle, but, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure Fletcher Cox and, uh, and the other – why the other guy's name is escaping me right now? Uh, other rookie oh, – other veteran they got. But, yeah, the two – Huh?
1: Sweet or sweat?
0: No, or no, sweat? no. Older guy. Dang, what why, why is is it? Graham? Brandon Graham. I, I knew it was to be. Yeah, both yeah. of them get a little bit banged up, but uh, but they still got Janet Carter and company, so they're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. be fine. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that – um, yeah, I mean, I, Addison could be a sneaky pick. Um Again, if he's going against a third or fourth string corner, and yeah, he might he might have a good day. Might he have might. a good day. I
1: mean, it, pretty pretty sweet for him to his first ever NFL catch was a forty yard touchdown. So that's how about tight. that? <laughs> <laughs> how about <laughs> that?
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if he, if you got him in your lineup and you know he seems like a uh, you know the better option, then definitely go with it. You know, I definitely don't. uh I'm definitely not going to tell you not to. You know, in that particular regard. But yeah. I, I definitely like Shahid. Yeah, I think Shahid's gonna be a good one as well. Um, as far as uh, being productive going against the Carolina uh secondary, because they got a few injuries yeah. on their secondary as well. So um yeah, yeah I, would you know, look, I would look I would look for if those. He's dead, I would
1: absolutely wait a week on him because even if he throws a dud, I think that's a guy that you monitor because at some point you know Michael Thomas is gonna be sitting out. Right. So you know yep. it's inevitable.
0: Yeah, almost. It's like death in taxes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk, let's move forward. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what's your what's your biggest flex this week and what's, what's your uh, top uh, priorities in the waiver wire for guys that are, you know, still thinking about claiming the guys is still kind of lingering out there. I know Wednesday's the big day for some people, but some leagues, you know, it, it, it kind of rolls, you know, throughout the week, especially when you get guys that have been dropped by other people. That's another thing, too. If you drop the guy for, you know, Puka or anybody else, you know, he might be a, a fringe option. It could be on the market. So. You know, for you, what are your biggest uh, flex and waiver wire options this week?
1: Yeah, so, um, obviously, uh, I, like I said, I think before we started the Wild West spot, I told you I blew half of my free agent budget on Puka, so, right, <laughs> uh, you know, that was, but, you know, being at seven leagues, I kind of changed my strategy around for each one, and, you know, like 10-man leagues, I'm in a couple, I'm not in anything lower than 10, but, you know, some of those, there's going to be guys that are free agents that, you know, if you're in a 12 or 14-man league, you'd be like, what? How is this person available? But, you know, it's just how right. the rosters work that some of them you got to leave out. But uh, Puka was obviously a huge target of mine. Uh, Cleveland's defense, uh, I think they were available in all but one of my leagues uh, mm-hmm. that uses defense. So that was a big waiver-wire target for me. Um, I mean, strong showing against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh's offense looked pretty freaking bad. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I I'm hoping I can channel that commander's hype and magic into uh, into the land this year or this Mm. this weekend, hopefully the maybe the rest of the season. Um, But then I mean, I feel like this waiver period was a real big one uh, for running backs, and that's mainly because we had, you know, obviously Dobbins got hurt, which I Mm. feel like is kind of a reoccurring early fantasy uh, conundrum to deal with. Right. Um, but you know, I tried, I tried to target one of those two guys that Gus Edwards or justice Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's also a bit of a gamble. Cause you just, I mean, as the Ravens have shown in years past, I mean, those guys, they're going to get some touches, but Hey, you don't know who the hell that's going to be. So yeah, it's kind of like
0: wide receivers from KC. You don't know who's going to shine week to week. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So uh, those two were big ones. And then another one that was uh, available in a lot of mine was uh, Zach Moss. Um, okay. And, you know, I, I put a I, I think I picked him up in at least one. Um, I mean, but he was a hot commodity. I feel like across a lot of fantasy boards. Um, but, you know, Drake Jackson um, did not do anything with the opportunity he had, even with <clears throat> Evan Hole getting hurt pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that with Taylor still out and, you know, potential trade looming, uh, Zach Moss is definitely one to target. Uh, cause I feel like people are putting their, their cap on the Drake Jackson, <clears throat> uh, you know, rack and hoping he bounces back. But I think that there's plenty of opportunity for Zach Moss to turn into a, a quiet, quietly sound fantasy option. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, he gets the opportunity in Indy. So, those are kind of my waiver wire ads, but I mean that's I, I feel like pretty par for the course for a lot of people. Um but you know in some leagues too I try to take the approach of like let's just let's take it easy this week and see what see what my lineup does uh in week two. But uh what about any any different waiver wire targets for you?
0: Yeah, I got I got a couple. I mean, you mentioned Justice Hill. That was one of my biggest, more because everybody because people ask me questions about whether or not it was Justice Hill or Gus Edwards, and what I feel was the bigger upside. I feel like Justice Hill was because he's a he's the he's the goal line and touchdown guy, you know. And if he a PPR league, he get he get more targets out of the backfield. So I think that Justice Hill was one guy that I think that you could honestly. Uh, you know, get some uh some stock out of and get some production out of if you lost Dobbins or is on your lineup and he's questionable or whoever you might have lost, you know, from a positional perspective. I uh, do like him, but I also do like uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, the the yeah. second uh, running back for the Chargers. Um, I think that he he's been poised to be the more of uh, the banging power, you know, to uh, Austin Eckers lightning in a sense. Yeah. And Austin Eckers dealing with a little bit of ankle issue. Um, I'm not sure it is going to keep him out of the game, but I think they're going to try to feature uh, Kelly a little bit more because of Austin's injury. So I would say Josh Kelly, you know, he was a pretty easy pickup for most people um, in my leagues because I feel like, you know, he was highly available um, from that perspective. So I do like Josh Kelly. Um, From a tight end perspective, I like Hayden Hurst um, as an option. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, you know, you kind of it's, it's feast of family with tight ends. I mean, you don't, and if your neighbor's not Kelsey or Andrews, you kind of, you know, get what you get. But, yeah. um, but I, but <laughs> I do I, I, I do like the uh comfortability level that that Bryce has with Hayden, you know. So, I, yeah. I do believe that if Absolutely. you're going to get production from a waiver wire tight end, it will be Hayden. Um, you know, talk so our point about the Patriots earlier. I think Hunter Henry sus- could sustain his success, I think he's another one that you could add, um, in regards to that. Um, and I also see that Romeo Dobbs was actually a lot of people, a lot of people's, uh, waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one that I think that I yeah. think that his production will, and especially in the red zone, it will keep up. Um, cause Christian, Christian Watson, although he's coming back, he's a speed guy, you know, he's a down the field guy. So I think from a possession perspective, PPR and standard leagues and just production and tight and touchdown production, I think Robin Dobbs is actually good at too. Um, again, mm-hmm. if you need a wide receiver for any, any stretch in the imagination and, um, if you're a deep sleeper league or a deep league, period, like yeah, a really deep league 14 man or whatever, um, I would actually look at Jerome Ford, Jerome Ford, the backup for uh, the Browns, because we all yeah. understand that they're going to run the ball. And uh, in the touches he did get in the game against the uh, Bengals, although it was a nasty game, he, it, he was he was highly productive. I mean, he averaged, a, mm. uh, I want to say it was like four or five yards a carry. So you know, if you know, at any point in time, they want to spell Nick Chubb. You know the deep, well, was, I mean, yeah. mean,
1: Kareem Hunt was, I mean, yeah. constantly on fantasy lineups when he was there. So, I mean, Absolutely. you know, you know that there's production to be had with the second running back in Cleveland, um, right? Which, so, which
0: begs the yeah. question, why don't why would the Ravens instead of upgrading Melvin Gordon, why wouldn't they call Kareem Hunt they needed a running back? But that's a I whole other conversation.
1: Who's to say they haven't, all right. Or maybe yeah. they're trying to see what they got in there. I mean, I don't know their cap situation or anything, but true, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, um another another tied in one, um just to kind of add a little more substance there. but Zach Ertz is another one that's available in a lot of leagues. and I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's putting a little stock into the Arizona offense, but true. Um, and I wouldn't say uh, is a very reliable option um to be there full term, but uh, I mean, he led them in targets. he's was clearly, you know, as Hayden Hurst was Bryce Young's security blanket, Josh Dobbs for as bad as he played, you know, mm-hmm. when he needed to get the ball, it was going to hurts. Um, and so, I mean, at least from a PPR perspective, there's a lot of potential there for him to get, you know, 10 catches for 30 yards just because Josh Dobbs is back there you know, pooping his pants trying to figure <laughs> out where to get the ball. So, right. you know, that's, that's definitely a one to monitor too if you, um, like, you know, you didn't get your Kelsey or Andrews or Kittle type player. Um, and another one, which is honestly kind of shocking. Cause I, I mean, I personally have been heavily invested in them, but I've seen them in the waiver wire and leagues that I didn't Is Sam Laporta. Um, I'm I mean, very he was shocked. definitely oh, a hot yeah. pickup I'd imagine this week, but if right. he's still out there, that's another tight end to kind of monitor or maybe even pull the trigger on now. Cause I mean, he had five targets in his first showing Uh, mm-hmm. and caught all five, got me like eight points in the half PPR and full PPR league. So, yeah. um, you know, he was my substitute for Kelsey in the full PPR. So um, uh, not the production I would hope to or expect to get, but I mean, a uh, uh, quietly strong showing. And I think, um, you know, it's only going to compound from there if he's getting five targets in week one and mm-hmm. caught all of them. I mean, right.
0: Certainly, one to target. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, I I, I like that. Um, cause I, I I was high on Luke Musgrave last week. He looked good. I think that that production is going to continue. That's another tight end. Um, I also then looking at a, a, again another deep sleeper. Um, uh, in a, in a highly available in most leagues, I've been looking at is River Craycraft from the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a sneaky pickup when we, they go. He was
1: kind of it, quietly productive into last year, too.
0: He was, and he was productive in the Chargers game. So I definitely believe that if they, if Bill Belichick is going to do what I think he's going to do is try his best to bracket, waddle, and hill in a certain stretches, Craig is going to get a lot of targets.
1: Yeah, So they don't got Kaseki anymore, so.
0: There you go. There you go. So he's going to be the natural third option. So I would definitely think that Craycraft uh, from the Dolphins is, is another deeper sleeper option. It's probably available in most leagues. So if you're looking for another sleeper option, River Craycraft from the Dolphins, check that out. Check mm-hmm. that out. But um, but yeah. But anything else you got? Um in regards to uh, I guess you can say, you know, uh I guess you know, sneaky waiver options or, or flex options.
1: Yeah, I mean not not really. Uh, based off of the you know the production that was out there uh another i mean i guess one more that comes to mind but i do know a lot of people at least in the leagues i was in <clears throat> took him later on but taji spears if he's out there yeah is definitely one to monitor um solely solely from the fact that he was there running back on every third down situation you know i don't know if that's a permanent thing or if that's <clears throat> just the way it worked but i mean that's uh certainly at least a um you know a Scenario you want to keep watching because, I mean, if he's going to be the regular third down back, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that at least a PPR, maybe even standard league. But I mean, there's there's decent uh, opportunity there for someone who's kind of floating under the radar right now because he didn't really he didn't do much in week one. But sole fact is of a rookie that was out there every third down over Derrick Henry. Might be a sign of things, you know, kind of their load management approach to keep Henry healthy all year. I don't know, but right. certainly, certainly something to monitor.
0: Yeah, and I would say one more Allen Robinson because Deontay Johnson is going to be hurt for a couple of weeks. He got that hamstring. Yeah, so, yeah ah, so, dude,
1: I just want no part of Pittsburgh. I, 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 I understand. <laughs> I understand.
0: I mean, being a natural number two option with Pickens on the other side, I think that he might have some value. That's all I can say. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's going. He's going to change the world, but. If you if you're in a deep league and you're desperate for a flex option, Alan Robinson could be your guy long short term with Deontay Johnson being on the on the on the mm-hmm. uh, injury report. So yeah, I would say that is the only other one that I would truly highlight that might be a viable option.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> you, you got anything else?
1: No, no. I mean, um, yeah. Those. I mean, you kind of listed all the guys that I was had targeted uh, in terms of. You know waiver wire and potential deep sleeper flex plays uh for the week or going forward. So
0: huh? yeah, no. All right. So any dynasty or keeper league news this week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not
1: not like like I said. You know that one week, the one league that I invested heavily in Puka. I, I mean, we had a thousand dollar free agent budget. I spent five fifty six. So yeah, it's a lot know, of coin heavily invested, but. My mindset—that's a keeper league, you know. So yeah, if, yeah. regardless if Cup comes back or not, I mean, dude got 15 targets in week one. That he um, did, you know. And I—if even if Cup comes back, I mean, there's got to be a, a Robin to the Batman, right? And True. I don't think Van Jefferson and is not that option. Atwell no. are you're going to be taking that role on. So you know, from a keeper perspective, that was someone I thought was okay to blow my budget on because I mean, if it pans out and he's getting. 10 targets a game, that's a dude that uh, I could look at keeping the next year as a 13th round pick who, I mean, if he does put up any sort of production will absolutely be going higher than round 10. So, um, you know, it was things like that, that um, went into my, I guess, assessment, depending on the league, Um, you know, in terms of dynasty, like uh, you guys are kind of along on the journey with me uh, on this one, because I this is my first year doing dynasty leagues. but. Uh, just with how those roster sizes are, there's like no one. I mean, no. I the only QB available to pick up after the initial draft, uh, that had any sort of resemblance of playing was Zach Wilson, who I you know obviously picked up. That's because I had Aaron Rodgers, so
0: right, kind of
1: right. had to. But I mean there is no other QBs out. I mean, like Will Levis is on rosters, Malik Willis is on roster. So it's just kind of depend. I mean, that's a 12-man dynasty league with like 27 roster spots. So, oh well, yeah.
0: There's slim you know, pickings over there. It's,
1: it's gonna be slim, but I mean there's there was still some opportunities like my other dynasty league, that's a 10-man, so a little less. Um, and I was able to kind of make some like I swapped Kenny Pickett for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just from a dynasty perspective, tried to look at week one and I, you know, compared how guys looked, um, you know, and, and potential for them to have success. Um, And, you know, I'd say kind of those scenarios, it's easier to hit the panic button and make a switch because, you know, the likelihood of someone else picking up George or George uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, if he does ball out and Mac Jones flutters is, is, you know, more slim in a dynasty. Uh, versus
0: just your regular redraft league. Understood. Understood. Okay. All right. Well there you have it. So uh before we wrap up, uh, we, uh any questions in the chat that we want to get you want to get answered for your fantasy week before you get into uh, your lineups starting next tomorrow actually you gotta set your lineup starting tomorrow if you got any Vikings or Eagles in there. So um you know we'll take a we'll take a few minutes to answer your question in the chat before we get out of here. Um but yeah but overall I think it's gonna be a different week um you know as as we wait you know wait for any questions. But yeah, like you said, don't panic. You know, you know, keep you, you know, keep your dogs, ride your horses. You know, sometimes they're going to run slow in the first quarter of the race, but you know, it's a, it's it's a long race, so you got to realize that these guys are not going to be uh, a duds for for long. You know, I don't I don't anticipate Joe Burrow being uh, you know as unproductive as he was in week one. You also got to realize no. too that <clears throat> it was probably about five or six you know really marquee games that all had bad weather. Yeah. You know, so that's that should put you about it. That one
1: bad, Jets game was bad beforehand, uh,
0: the Eagles game was bad. You know, yeah. it was a lot a lot of rain, there was a lot of rain over the east of the seaboard, uh, this past weekend. So, you got to look at that from that perspective. And that's another piece of advice, too. Look at the weather report, uh, I think it's nflweather.com. Um, they'll mm-hmm. tell you what the weather report is for each game, and that kind of give you an idea of what the weather's gonna be like and how the game's gonna turn. Because if, if it's a really nasty, rainy game, it's gonna be a running game. It's gonna it's gonna yeah. be a run game type of game, and they're not gonna air it out. So if you got a lot of receivers on that particular stretch, you know, again, like to your point, you wouldn't bench Justin Jefferson, but if you got a second or third tier receiver in a in a heavy downpour in dome. he's, he's <laughs> like right, he's likely not gonna do much, you know. But again, if yeah. you're in a dome, it's a track meet, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah. So, it's definitely If, those, one those
1: if you don't, if you, uh, I think Yahoo and Sleeper actually give you the weather. Uh, next, yeah, like, some of them do. ESPN, they, like, have never changed any other stuff. So. They have, and they, they definitely they don't. don't. But, care. yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo <laughs>
0: definitely gives you a lot of detail and a nuance as far as uh, information that is going into your games. They kind of give you a little icon about the weather and things of that yeah. nature, too. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good little tool. It's a good little tool. So, check that out. But if you are in ESPN, Go to nflweather.com. It'll definitely tell you what the weather's going to be like. That kind of give you the idea of what you can look forward to in your games. It's going to be windy. Windy matters too. If you got a, a quarterback that doesn't have a strong arm and it's really windy that game, that's going to affect it. Yes. Um, playing in Chicago, with any stretch, could be a windy game. You know, playing in those higher elevation cities. You know, playing in Denver. You know, in the heat or or the cold, that's the problem. So you got to look at those mm-hmm. things. So and that's that'll that will dictate how people call games. So, uh, so definitely yeah. pay to that. So, yeah, that's another little tidbit, you know, from the podcast that, that can help you out and win games uh, week to week. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So if there's no questions in the chat, we're going to wrap this up, man. We can get you out of here. Like, you know, we're not we here for a good time, not a long time, you know. Um, if you look at that for why us. I it, is, that's is That's why it's called that. Exactly. <laughs> So, if you're looking for us in between shows, the our information is on the screen. Uh, if you're watching this or listening to this audio, uh, I'm Lockdown Divas on Twitter, Lockdown Divas Sports on Instagram. Alex is the real Alex Givens on both platforms, and his YouTube po- channel will be coming soon. <laughs> and as it's always, coming. if you're looking at this one, it's Lockdown Divas Podcast is always in your search engine. So, uh, like, comment, subscribe if you haven't not done so already, and we'll be back next week with another show. Hopefully, that you will have a much better week this week in fantasy than you did last week. Fingers crossed. Get some dubs. Indeed, indeed. But that's going to wrap it up for us. Until next week, the Alice Givens is in the building. Coach Defense is right here. If you have any questions in between us, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. But in the meantime, between time, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.